Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Welcome back to our final episode of season one. Oh, man. Sad. We'll have to do it again, though. (laughs) Thank you for just walking through this season with us. We hope that you have taken away some really good things, and we have loved just getting to be a part of that with you. And today we're going to wrap up with talking about sharing your artwork with the world. So um, we're excited. We know you've worked through the process of just really deep thinking and kind of searching. And now it's time to tell people about it. So Mm -hmm. much like an artist would create a piece and and eventually show it, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to talk through today um, is, is just how to explain and show and communicate your business story that you've been working so hard on. Yeah. And as we... Before we step into the content, like we always do, to have a little moment of reflection, I just watched a documentary that I thought really applied to this conversation about the sharing part of your of your art. You know, it's the hardest part, I think, of creating and, and just keeping it to yourself is one thing, but now actually getting it out there for somebody to give some sort of feedback to, and that could be silence, that could be raising a hand and saying, well, I want to buy this from you, or something. It's just, it's the hard part. And... I heard this song by, well, I was watching this documentary on HBO um, about the Avett Brothers, two guys, folk band. I don't even know if Shannon knows who these guys are. I'm sorry, I do not. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we have different I'll do my homework later. That's fine. No, so they're, I guess a folk band might be the way to say it, um, from North Carolina, and they have a song called No Hard Feelings. So this documentary just outlines the process of creating their most recent album. And um, you're watching them record, you're watching them write, you're watching them work through the process. Towards the end of the documentary, there's a song that they record out in California, I believe, called No Hard Feelings. And Joe is now going to sing it for you. I will not sing it. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, I'll read a couple of the lyrics. I'm not going to read the whole song, but I do think it helps it helps us understand, like, this is a tough song, I think, for them to write and a tough song for them to put out. And I'll read a quote by Scott Avett, one of the brothers, after they recorded it. Here's some of the lyrics first. When the sun hangs, sun hangs low in the west and the light in my chest won't be kept held at bay any longer. When the jealousy fades away and it's ash and dust for cash and lust and it's just hallelujah. And love in thoughts and love in the words, love in the songs they sing in the church, and no hard feelings. Lord knows they haven't done much good for anyone. Kept me afraid and cold with so much to have and hold. And I just, you know, there's there's a part of their story which are not telling of, like, what was the moment in time? Or what, what was that, um, I don't know, that, that moment that just led them to this, to write this song? But after they record it, Scott Avett says, you know, it's just weird to be con- – they congratulated him after he wrote, after they recorded. said, wow, it's a great mm-hmm. song. It's a great song. He's like, it's so weird to be con- congratulated on mining of the soul. Congratulations. You've sacrificed the shit out of yourself. You've sacrificed deeply, and the evidence of that struggle came out in something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the tension that he feels of it's – I know it's necessary for me to share that story, but it is hard. And it's yeah. weird being congratulated for such a hard thing that he went through that he's not telling us about, but we just know it's there. And um, But how he processes enough to kind of realize like, oh, it, 
the evidence of that struggle came out in something beautiful. So I thought that was, there may yeah, be a tie into your own business story that you need to tell um, and a personal story you want to tell. Mm-hmm. And if you keep it to yourself, there's just a missed opportunity there. Absolutely. So now diving into the content of what we're here to talk about today, the process of creating and sharing your story, you know, up to this point, you've done a lot of work. You've under, have a better sense of your unique value. You, you know, you know, the target audiences you're running after you've identified the plans or the, or the goals that you want to run towards. You've also identified the right content pieces that you want to create. And now you finally get to the place of creating and sharing those things. And in our world, that always leads to a conversation of editorial calendars. We work a lot with our clients to, once they've got to this part where they're ready to start creating and sharing their their story, we put a plan in place for them to be able to document how are they going to put that into action. So what dates are they committing to creating a content piece by by this time, and then also sharing it on these 10 dates thereafter. And that's really the way an editorial calendar works. It just gives them a, a guideline to follow. It helps them also just make sure as they're putting that together uh, that there aren't some key dates that they might miss otherwise. So if there's a 10-year anniversary coming up in October, well, then they can start thinking about that in February or January. Or, you know, Super Bowl's coming up, so they want to do some promotion around that. So they're not missing key dates within the world or also just maybe key dates within their business. Um, it also allows them to really document the work that they're planning and then celebrating what they've accomplished thereafter. And they're able to check off and see, go back in time and go, wow, look at all this stuff that we created in 2019. Um, and so it keeps them keeps them accountable to do the work and then also helps them allow to, to celebrate it thereafter. And it also gives them a kind of a, a look as they put all this content on the on the calendar, they're able to really pan back and see, like, are we really touching all of the audience personas that we need to in this content? Are we missing some opportunities? Or within this audience persona, should we be hitting them at different times of the buying cycle? So they can uh, just kind of pan back and say, like, here's what we need to do with this content. So it really can look pretty simple. Um, again, it's one of those, what's going to work best for you and your team? Uh, it could be as simple as a Google Doc or an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, maybe it's a calendar. If you've got some kind of team sharing site or app, uh, whatever it might be, um, it's typically broken, or at least what we do is we break it into kind of two parts. So one is the content library, which is essentially just where all of these pieces live. You know, what what do we know we want to either produce or write or whatever it might be for this year? Um, and then the second tab is going to be, okay, now that we know what our content is, when and where are we going to be publishing that or posting that? So, you know, very specifically, what date is this particular blog post going to be relate? released or, um, you know, when on social media is that blog post going to be promoted? So um, it's an opportunity to just kind of promote your content and promote it multiple times Mm -hmm. as well. So it doesn't just have to be that you publish the blog and that's the last people ever see of it and you hope somebody reads it, you know, so get it in front of them a couple different times. And that's what that calendar really helps you do is to keep track of that content and just be able to um, specifically note where you want to see it and when it should be out there. Right. So now that we've covered the what's and the why's of the editorial calendar, we want to talk a little bit now about the how's of, of putting it together. And it's, for us, it starts with identifying three or four major themes that you want to cover in your content. And these tend to come from 
things like th- the needs that your customers have, what are the problems that they have, and why might they be searching your business out? So how would you touch that in your in your content? I think also come from any goals that you've developed in your content strategy, and just helping you under- understand like how do we put these. What are the things we need to say because of our customers' needs and what are our goals that we're trying to accomplish? And knowing both of those things helps you create three or four major things that you want to cover in your content. Exactly. And then from there, you can kind of break it down into even more specifics. So maybe break it down to seven to ten topics within each of those major themes or buckets. So these topics um, can be found in things that people or your audience is searching for or interested in. What problems do they have that they need a solution to that you can identify with? Um, And there are a lot of ways to kind of go about finding this information. Maybe you brainstorm with a team and you you get people together uh, that can help answer those kinds of questions. Um, Google is great for this. Uh, You go to that search bar and it kind of pops up some other things that people are searching for. And that could be a really great indicator of some other content that you need to be producing or a question you need to be answering. Um, There's a site called Quora, which is basically just a place people go to ask random questions. um, And some of them might be applicable to you. Some of them are not. But um, there might be some great kind of nuggets on there that people say, I need to know the answer to this. And and you could be uh, the person that answers that. Um, There are discussion boards. Um, There might be an industry discussion board, depending on uh, your company. You might have your own discussion board. Um, So kind of thumb through those and, and again, look for some questions and topics there. Um, There are actually blog idea generators. So if you go to one of those, just search one of those, um, it'll kind of pop out some things that maybe your audience is looking for. And then um, we have referenced competitors as well. Um, While we know that you're going to be unique from your competitor, they're there for a reason. And um, you kind of want to kind of figure out what they're saying and maybe how can you say it better or how could you twist that conversation to be a little bit different uh, so that it applies to you or your audience. So once you've identified all those topic ideas, now you want to cross-check those lists against the content types that we talked about in the last episode. So these are things like blogs or web pages or emails or video or photography. So you want to make sure that for this topic, what are the different pieces that need to be created to best tell that story? And I think about a recent client that we have, uh, they have an event coming up in, a, in another month, and it's a, on a certain date, but we want to make sure people are queued up between now and then. Actually, it's not a certain date, it's an entire month, so we want to make people know as they come into the month, this is going to be happening, and throughout the month, they also need to be educated about the different things that they need to know. So we've identified for that particular campaign, uh, we need to write two or three blogs, we're going to write a, a landing page on their website, we're going to put four or five emails together and drip those out throughout the course of the month. Uh, We'll also do a press release before the event, and we'll do some video photography throughout the time. Um, And we'll also do some social media with linking with some other influencers. So those are all different pieces that we need to schedule out. We need to not only identify and say all these pieces are necessary, because we didn't want to hold this event and do one blog and hope that everybody knows about it. So we need to do it a lot of different ways. And we need to do it at the right time so that we're not starting this press release a day before it needs to get out there. So, <laughs> um, so for us, then we start to, once we identify the topics, now we put the, the content types attached to the topics. Now we're actually putting them on the calendar and saying, okay, if, we, if this is the date, we need to backtrack here and put this on here and, and so on and so forth. So now that the content has kind of been built out or identified, it's time to switch kind of over to that other tab um, that's actually talking about delivering them. 
And for each piece of content, you know, we would encourage you to deliver in multiple different ways. So like Joe was saying, it's not just a one and done. Um, You might write a blog, say, and then after that, email your subscribers. Uh, You might schedule 10 tweets. You might schedule five Facebook posts or three Instagram posts. So that way, this piece of content that you have spent a lot of time and energy on and you know is applicable to your audience, um, they're able to see that in multiple different ways, potentially multiple different times. Um, So, you know, you go from that content library where you're building out what kind of pieces you're going to be creating into that specific um, deliverability section on your calendar. So I know that's a lot of information to take in. I think the really one key takeaway I'd love for you to just remember from this is just it's really important to put this thing together because you're spending a lot of time and energy in creating a piece of content where you might be finding a writer or a designer to create this this piece. And you want to make sure that it's now going to be created at the right time and shared in the right ways and enough times. And you want to have enough data through all of that to go, are we doing this thing right or what adjustments need to be made? So that's really what the editorial calendar does. It just says you're spending a lot of money on marketing or time and time is money. And so just make sure you get the most bang for your buck. So to kind of close this topic out with a sense of motion and where you can go from here, we would just encourage you to hold a brainstorming session with your team. It can just be brief. It can be light and fun. But as you're kind of working through what content pieces do I need to be creating and where should they go, uh, more than one brain in the room is always going to be a better idea for that. (laughs) Case in point right here. (laughs) So thanks so much again for joining us for season one. We hope you found some information to help you as you try to get your story organized and then produced and and shared with the world. I think back a little bit as we close this season up with just that Seth Godin quote, of course. He had to come back at some point. I knew he was coming back. (laughs) He said in that quote, what matters, what makes it art is that the person who made it overcame the resistance, ignored the voice of doubt, and made something worth making. So hopefully you'll you'll leave with that encouragement to go do the work. find the right people who can help support that process and just put it out there because that's ignoring the doubt that wants to come in and putting that aside and and pushing back the resistance is the most important part because we do need to hear your story and we hope you share it with us. So thanks again and we'll be back with season two in a few months. Mm -hmm.